and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is known in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased at times. I am your host, Brian Sanders. You can find me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. Follow the show on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash HEFpod for all of the latest Eintracht information in the English language, all in one convenient location. And, of course, you can always email us, Frankfurt at gmail.com for your opinions and uh Really? Yeah, pepper us with all sorts of comments, whether uh, anything we're doing good, anything we're doing bad. You know, we have been through 170 some odd episodes so far, this being episode 174. So here we are to talk about Eintracht versus Mainz and uh, ride uh, is uh, Chris in Detroit. Chris, how's uh, how's like Michigan? I don't know. That's far away. Uh, but the Detroit River is uh, heating up by the day. So I wouldn't mind being on the shores over there and not watching this horrible display of football that we watched this weekend. But there's still two weeks to go. Still two weeks to go. I guess, I mean, what? Lake, uh, Lake Erie technically is the closer of the Great Lakes. Uh, sometimes I kind of get that all messed up. But, uh, or, uh, technically Lake St. Clair is not, uh, I mean, it's not Great Lake, but it's pretty big. Lake Huron. Yeah. Lake Huron is the nicest one. Close. And, uh, Lake Superior is the one that just dumps heavy duty snow on everyone and for those poor saps that live that far north. That sounds about right. <laughs> You're not denying it. Uh, and back by popular demand is Matt in New York. Matt, how is the Big Apple? Uh, small. Very, very small. Eaten up. <laughs> shriveled up. Did you say my heart or the apple? <laughs> the, the apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Just checking. Um, yeah, weather shit in New York, but everything everything seems to be in the same set story mode at this point. So everything's depressing. Yeah, sounds about right. Oy. Isn't it so? Um, so we played Mines at the weekend, the Ryan Mind Derby. Look, I get it. I said it last week uh, that. It's not a traditional derby per se because they're not from the state of Hesse. But last time I checked, I don't really want to get relegated to the Zweite Liga or even the Dritte Liga to then play some fellow Hessian clubs. Just saying. <laughs> so I'll take what I can get. And all that Eintracht could get was a 1-1 draw on the wildest of goals that on uh, in the United States on ESPN it was their uh, number one play of the day from Sunday which you know kind of cool that that happened but kind of this match made me want to puke I'll just kind of leave it at that uh, Chris I know you are just buzzing waiting to like just puke all over this yourself um, is Hutter right to blame KT I am no. I am very honestly glad that I was watching this match from work because it kept me from throwing heavy objects at the television in front of me. Uh, but for Hooter to blame Kevin Trapp, who has saved our ass, who we would 
honest to God, even with the season that Silva is having, we would be sitting at eight or nine or ten in the table if not for Kevin Trapp saving our ass week after week, even putting us in position to win matches when we pull those out from time to time lately. I don't know what this guy is thinking, why he can't accept responsibility. He did it well back in the fall when we couldn't get a win to save our life. When we were drawing every match, Hooter said, it's on me, it's on me, we need to be more prepared, it's on me. And then he comes out and throws probably, if not for Silva, the the second MVP of the team under the bus blows my mind. Yeah, I, I can't believe that he even uttered Kevin Trapp's name in his mouth. I mean, if anything, Kevin Trapp prevented from a potential two to one, even three to one opportunity or three nothing um, late in the second half. But that's not a, that, that goal's not on Kevin Trapp. I mean, that was a. a, a, a I mean, honestly, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a great shot. It was probably more on Rhoda, which makes sense why he subbed off Rhoda and put Hustich in. Um, but that, I mean, it was a good shot. It was a one-time shot. It comes out of the blue. A keeper's not going to expect that, especially from that kind of distance. And, you know, the kid hit it straight. I mean, it was early in the goal. It probably, it definitely hindered our drive and like motivation and stuff like that for the rest of the game. You can definitely tell it was drained. Not saying the yeah. goal wasn't deserved whatsoever. Like, I mean, they were dominating us for the first 10 minutes. I mean, they dominated us the whole first half, you know? And, um, I mean, to blame it on Ke- to blame the game on Kevin Trapp is probably the, I don't know. It's, it's, it's close to the dumbest thing besides saying that he's staying at Frankfurt. It's honestly top two tied right now. <laughs> I mean, we have seen Kevin Trapp make that save before. Uh, when, I, when I watched the replay, I thought he had a chance at it. He maybe didn't play it as well as we've seen him play balls like that in the past. Um, but it wasn't like it went through his legs. It, he didn't totally whiff on it. It was a good shot, and Trapp had a chance, and he didn't save it. That's, that's okay. That's the game. But to have it come down to that, the fact that against this Mines team, who we owned possession 74% of the time. Uh, we had 670 passes at an 88% clip, and we can only put one in the net on a miracle shot. To me, that that's not on the players. That's on the coaching. You did not put the more experienced and the more talented team in a position to win tactically because you refused to bring on Eunice um, until the, whatever the 65th or whatever it was, it's just ridiculous how he wants to put the blame on the players. I'm also, I don't want to discredit like Mainz's defense either because they played a phenomenal defensive game. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, you shut everything down. Like, granted, like you said, we had 70 plus percent possession, but we were struggling to even get past like the midfield, um, but like, like the, that gap between the midfield and the center back. Perhaps we and... should hire both Fenson in the offseason. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, we, I mean, we only had three shots on target. Uh, if you look at the heat map, our possession and our control of the pitch was great, but you're right, Matt. The the Mines defense deserves credit for not getting us in position to take their shots. They focus on shutting down Kostic, and they were very effective with that. Uh, set pieces, which have been strong for us in the past, have been pretty much non-existent, especially from the corner. 
uh, the last few weeks. So that's definitely but something. That, that, that's not even the thing. Like there was in the first half, there was multiple times. And granted, the I forgot the Mites center back. He's now the fastest player in the Bundesliga now. But um, the there were so many times in the first half where Silva took like three or four touches in like open opportunities where he should only be taking two, especially as a professional soccer player, he should be taking one, especially when the striker on the other team literally just scored a goal on a one touch pass. Like that's what frustrated me most in the first half too was Silva had at least two, three chances where he could have taken literally two touches. Instead, he takes four touches where he like kind of messed up his setup touch, but Dude, that was so frustrating on on my end. I literally was, I almost threw a freaking beer can at my damn TV because I was like, stop touching the fucking ball, just shoot it. So we're at that point when we're 30 minutes, 40 minutes in, I think we had one shot on goal at the time. Kostic had a nice one with a good save. But at that point, as you're approaching the half, you have to change the formation. You got to move some bodies around. You have to do something to try and open up the play. And even going into the second half, I i mean, we made the one change um, because Rodick was injured. But other than that, there was no sense of urgency to make tactical changes and, and force the play more. We waited again till the last 20 or 25 minutes to start to have a sense of urgency. And then, you know, by, by Rustich and his nice finish, we tied it up. But we had no business scoring a goal in that. We really didn't. I can totally agree with that. Um, and Mainz made a shoot. They made their uh, first. They made the first like actual tactical substitution of the match before even we did. And look at how much we were chasing and chasing and chasing some more. This sturdy Mainz defense really is the foundation that Bosfensen since getting hired, they've been a top six side. And considering that how bad Mainz looked earlier in the season and when we beat them, I honestly was like, wow, normally I'm excited beating Mainz. This time I was like, wow, it's just kicking a kid when he's down. Kind of like how I felt when we then played Schalke and just hosed them. I was like, this isn't, they're so bad. I like it when we're beating someone who can fight back. And... That coach needs to get the credit that, you know, he took that same team that was underperforming with two different coaches and just turned them around. And, yeah, hey, that's why uh, that's why they're not going to be in relegation trouble when they were so deeply dead, considered dead and buried. You know, he brought them back to life, kind of like how Nico Kovac, you know, went back to basics, uh, got the defense right, and then just started grinding out results and then gradually put an imprint on a team. And that team that, you know, in our case, ended up going to two straight finals and winning one, which for some of us is one of the greatest moments in our sporting lives. By the way, but it seems have like we years found- ago. Have we found Daichi Kamada yet? Like, I know he was supposed to start on Sunday, but <laughs> I haven't seen him on the field since. I mean, uh, like since, I, since, since I've seen his name on the team sheet. Like, is he okay? Like, Let's go to the governor of Kamada Island for this one, Brian. 
Uh, yeah, this is not okay. This running joke of me being the the commandant of, you know, this like island prison that you guys have basically constructed for me. Look, I know his usefulness and, you know, I'm not shooting it, on his productivity. Like Gerd, look, I'll, I'll go back to Gerd Muller at Bayern. He would piss people off, but he only did that for 89 minutes and then he'd have one million minute of brilliance. And then everything will be forgotten. But he pissed a lot of people off because they're like, the guy does nothing, does nothing, does nothing, then pops up and, you know, has two cracks at a goal and suddenly scores two goals. His record of 40 goals in a season is about to be broken when at the time uh, when he said that, you know, Byron had plenty of other guys, you know, scoring goals. Whereas if I'm brutally honest, a Bayern Munich now, you know, that it really, if you took out Lewandowski, that team would not be winning their I wasn't ninth consecutive sh- title. I wasn't shitting on his like productivity. Like <laughs> the, the, obviously, the guy has done tremendous shit for us. I mean, top mm. three assists in the league right now. Like, thank you, Kamada, and he's only going to get better from here on out. But we hope. And big, he will. I, I have full hope. He'll be. He'll be. A, some other big team's going to sign him. Um, big, you know. I wouldn't be shocked if Man U ends up signing him in two years. Quote me on that. Um, and pay us. It just sucks because, like, he'll have like these great moments, like you say, like these Cinderella moments, and then he feeds off of that. But when he gets cold, he gets cold for a long time. Yeah. And, like, and, and he's there and, now. And on that note, his moments of brilliance in that, that one minute in the 90 minutes of greatness always comes when the team is playing well. We need him. I mean, I know he's still young, but we need him to stand up and have that moment of brilliance when we're tied 1-1 and we're trying to go to the Champions League. We don't need it when we're up 4-0 on Dusseldorf or some shit like that. Oh, hey, come on. You know, I know that Jovic was trying to score a goal, but no need to be mean to him, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, golly. But, hey, you know what? Hurstich, get on hand to finally get a goal because the – I'm pretty sure even if we were up like three nil, he would have reacted the same way and his goal celebration that that kid, we haven't really used him a lot. I think Bobich saw the potential that is still there that, you know, he needs to be given matches to play in and with us being guaranteed playing in Europe, I think we'll, we'll get to see more of him. I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited for that. And also the player who I thought did some decent contributions, though. He is still limited, and gosh, he looks slow. Zuber, when we moved into the center of the pitch, I suddenly saw exactly what folks had told me. You know, put him in the center of the field, and he can make stuff happen. And all I could think in my head was, you know what? Kafsinovich would have lost the ball like three or four times, but Zuber fought back on multiple occasions, and, you know, it was the subs who were the better players. Let's be real. Yunus, Zuber, and Hrustic, those are the guys who uh, outside who uh, were the better players on the pitch aside, outside of Trapp. And Trapp was the only starter who really did a grade-A performance. I see or even B felt like was so drunk from Friday night, it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was wild. I mean, Hintzeger played a good game. Tuta was pretty good, too. I mean, it's Hustich. I've been raving about him ever since he literally, I think he's literally only played two or three games, but ever since his first game, 
I love the way he like touches the ball because he's quick. You know, when he has the ball, he literally can run those ten to fifteen yard quick turns. He's get quick on his feet, and he's a goddamn lefty, which we need. You know, we can't just have Kostic beer only lefty Kostic and um, and Dika. But um, yeah, we have another lefty, and especially in the center midfield, like I really like Kostic, and and even though you know that goal was kind of point, well, not really pointless. I mean, it gave us a point. I mean, I was a little bit thrilled about it, but at the same time, would have been if we had a loss, we'd be in a lot bigger of a pickle. But the fact that he even did that goal in that kind of acrobatic style kind of showed, like, okay, like there's a lot more than like hard work here. Like, there's a lot of talent in this kid, and um, I just, I, I, I'm raving about him. Like, I hope he gets a lot more minutes towards the end of the season here. Hopefully, against Schalke. I mean, you know what? I don't want to jinx it. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to shut my mouth right now and just move it on. Actually, I did see, um, you know, I was able to track a little bit of what was going on with Schalke. (sighs) You know what? They might be the perfect salt. They might be the perfect antidote for our just lackadaisical play, even with the Hutter Rouse, you know, going on. Because, I mean, Hoffenheim has not been good. And Hoffenheim came back from two nil down to win. I think it was four to two. Oh, I feel bad for our buddies who are at the Shock America podcast because thirteen points from thirty-two matches is man. I've gone through relegation before, and that's something way worse than uh, yeah, but way worse than what we've had to deal with. Tr- trend for a good time now. I mean. You know, they didn't do too well last year. I mean, I think they were just like three or like three, six points away from relegation. I mean, they've been a downturn, downward trend for a while. I mean, it is still crazy to see that they're going to be relegated next year and to like not see their name in the table next year. It's going to be wild, too. Yeah. I mean, Whereas we have a a front office issue. Uh, our, our player pool is in decent shape. Shelka has issues at both sides. Their player pool is shit. Their management is shit. And you're seeing a historically bad season as a result of both of these things. And we sent them two players, and I'm like, I I have a bad feeling that they're going to come back broken, and we're going to have to find a way to do something with Paciencia and Ronau. And the thing is, if Kevin Trout does leave, is Ronau so broken that he's not even worth keeping around? No, that hide and hide keeper is going to be sick for us. I'm excited about him. Uh, I'm, I'm pissed I forgot his name, but I am very excited about him because he's been he's been around for a while now, I think. Because um, I think he used to be a Frankfurt youth player um, way back when. But no, I'm excited about him. And I think, I mean, we're going to get Pacienza back because, you know, obviously Silva and Jovic are going to be gone, so we don't really have a striking force. I can see Hustic honestly being a striker, as crazy as that sounds. But um, hmm. I like him. A little I, guy, I, I, big guy matchup, you know, a top Pacienza and Hustic, that actually wouldn't be too bad. No, you have pace and skill on one side, and then you have the guy who's like the clinical, like classic number nine, like big, stocky guy who... You know, he doesn't have the pace, but, you know, he'll flick Definitely don't. Any, any type of body um, function towards the goal. So doesn't have pace, but his TikTok game is on point. <laughs> <laughs> the Portuguese uh, some of the isn't. stuff he came up with was just absolutely hilarious. And, you know, 
it, he's a good, he's a good looking lad. So you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll hey, hopefully he'll make a huge turnaround with us, and we'll see where we go. Um, there are some players that are going to be coming in uh, to the Eintracht that I'm really excited to be joining us, and that includes uh, one player who's out on loan. I can't wait for him to put on an Eintracht jersey once again. Uh, Zalazar, who's been pulling up trees in the second division, one of the best, one of the best players in the mid in the midfield position, uh, playing for St. Pauli. Uh, kind of wish yeah. that Jovlich was pulling up trees just as much, but you know, just can't do it. I just think like we're this hoping Jovlich to be too much of a Luka Jovlich, you know, like same kind of boyhood club. Like I, I, I see where they're trying to go, but you can't find the same treasure chests in the same hole, you know? Like, it's no, not just going to reappear no. there. It's not a video game. You don't just respawn. Like, I can I can send my my FIFA 21 career mode um, scout over there again, hoping he can get me another Messi to Argentina, you know, because I know he's going to be generated. But we're talking <laughs> real life here. We're not talking EA Sports. No, we have no a Turkish ads. Messi coming no in. We ad. have uh, Ali Ackman, who, if this kid is anything what... I mean, there's been a lot. Uh, uh, so I'll admit, I've stuck my nose out probably too far uh, into social media interacting uh, when it comes to stuff around Ackman, being excited mm-hmm. for him. And, oh, gosh, the amount of bite back that I'm getting from not just, um, what was he that, Berkaspor fans, but just general Turkish national team fans who are like, oh, he should make a name for himself before, you know, going on he should make a name for himself you know at you know the highest level of turkish soccer before going on i'm like makes me happy that god they how good is this guy in i know i'm more i'm more raven waiting for uh ragna acha to be good like i've heard this ah. kid's name for a long ah. time now too i, I mean he looked good in the air division but he's been so injured for so stinking flipping long that i'm i'm just worried what we'll get I I don't know. I think he's going to be good. I I'm excited to honestly not to talk about low knees and bring it back to minds, but I want Dominic Core back. I mean, he I don't know why we sent him out there. He would have been great in this midfield. I think midfield. I he think would have he played was a lot, starting which would have sucked, but something yeah. tells me that he and the Costa were just not you know not helping the general locker room vibe, and you know. Hey, we didn't really full stop need them at the time, you know, just focusing on one campaign. So they moved them on and thinking, hey, you know what? If they stay up in the Bundesliga, at least we'll be guaranteed money to move them on and then be able to uh, go on to the next player. But anywho, uh, we've we've whinged enough right now. It's time for hashtag. What are we drinking? Chris. You usually have a good one, so I'll come to you. La- so I'll come to you second, <laughs> Matt. What do you got for us? I am drinking a little bit of an upgrade from a Coors Light. I have upgraded <laughs> to a Budweiser King of Beers, <laughs> um, brewed by the Anheuser Busch Incorporated Company, and um, yeah, good heavy beer. Good, uh, good Monday. That's honestly probably the most Monday beer you can drink. You know, it's nice and heavy. It doesn't force you to drink a lot. Now that I think about it. It'll be a Monday casual now. Interesting. Interesting. Chris. So I had a couple different directions I could have gone to week. Like it ended for us and go with a dark beer. So I'm on there, Erdinger, Dunkel, Weissen, 
hurting uh, Germany, northeast of Munich. Uh, beautiful, scenic southern Bavaria. I know we hate them on the pitch, but as someone that lived in that area, I miss it dearly. It's the best beer in Germany. Don't shoot me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You live not too far from Nuremberg, right? Where was right it? Down, right down the street. Right down the street. Outside of Nuremberg, but only an hour and a half down the road. Now, I have been corrected on more times than I care to count, because I've always said that, uh, I used to always say that Nuremberg was Bavaria, and someone from there says, no, we are not Bavarian, <laughs> we are Franconian. Okay, so Franconia is a district within the state of Bavaria, but they're very loyal to to their regions there, um, beyond the state lines, and uh, the Germans will kill me for this, getting it. Wrong if I do, but uh, they're not Bavarians. They're from Munich. Or they're from Nuremberg. Or they're Franconian. Whether it's their their local district or their city, they're more loyal to that than the state itself. But uh, I mm. I have a thing for Bavarian beer. I spent far too much time drinking it while I lived there. I think I did over two hundred breweries in four years. It was worth every minute of it. 200 breweries in four years in the army in Germany? Good grief. He's in the army. What else are you going to do? <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, it's good. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I end up in Bavaria, it'll be hard not to try and go there during Oktoberfest. But, you know, if I'm going to have a beer, I might be kicking back with a lovely fat tire uh, from the New Belgium Brewing Company out in Fort Collins, Colorado. I've got a I've got a love-hate relationship with the New Belgian Company. Sometimes they got great beers, sometimes I think that they're absolute turds. But the fat tires never never failed to uh, produce. And uh yeah, if I happen to be sitting, you know, on the shores of the Bodensee, you know, uh Lindau, the area right um as a uh, as Germany and Austria kind of converge, where the Alps get right to, I guess that's also known as Lake Constance. I'm going to be drinking American because, damn it, if this doesn't taste good. So that is hashtag What Are We Drinking? We'll be back with segment two, talking about the Frauen and um, some more Eintracht news. So stay with. And we're back, segment two of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Brian, Chris, and Matt here discussing all things Eintracht. Uh, here is where we usually talk about Eintracht Frauen. Um, so the Frauen have multiple signings uh, uh, to announce. But th- Chris, that's kind of it. Uh, why is that? Uh, apparently, I mean, you broke some news to me before the show here. Um, apparently, the evil COVID-19 bug has made its way into our program. So we may or may not be on hold this weekend. Is that right? Yeah. So, uh, it's, uh, so one player was out. Um, the match might be just straight. I've was using translate, so I don't trust it, but I saw canceled. And so I think, 
I I want to go with that. The official the official thing went down from the Eintracht website as follows: that the match uh, off due to COVID case. Uh, I'm literally reading this out word for word. So uh, the women's Bundesliga match day twenty meeting between Turbine Potsdam and Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, the old Klassiker scheduled for Sunday has been postponed. The reason is a COVID-19 case in the Eintracht Frankfurt team follow the PCR test carried out on Friday. All other tests came back as negative. And a new date is uh, will be announced as soon as it to, is to be arranged. But the thing is, there's only two matches left of uh, the Frauen Bundesliga season. And you got the Pokal Finale uh, in Cone. Uh, versus Wolfsburg, and that's what is at next. DeLoen, uh the team who's been, well, let's be real, one of the two teams that's been the best when it comes to uh, the women's uh, Bundesliga level. They're also high flyers when it comes to uh, the women's Champions League as well. Um, they've, been run, they've been winning uh, quite a lot of titles in a row. But uh, when it comes to uh, the Frauen, but you know, this time around, it looks. But uh, I think uh, Bayern will be uh, claiming that title. It hasn't been officially decided yet. There's a two point difference as Bayern has recently uh, lost. So we'll see what we will see. But at this point, uh, qualification for Europe is out of the question for the Frauen, but they are making moves, and that is what we need. Uh, so, uh, Hannah Johan signed for the Frauen just earlier today. The question is whether uh, she's going to be keeper number three or keeper number two, because you never know uh, if the American on the books is going to be getting a little antsy feet because she's like, you know, I'm not seeing the light of day. Granted, Mel Frohms is the keeper for Germany, so it's kind of hard to displace her, but I keep on having to wonder uh, when Eintracht is going to make a move and move on a uh, certain hi- uh, Brie Heiberlin uh, from the Eintracht. But, you know, we will see what we will see with the Frauen, but uh, with a Wolfsburg team that uh, is still tr- uh, chasing after Bayern, it's going to be real hard press for the women to be able to get much going in this one. But hey, you know, with um, them playing this weekend uh, against Wolfsburg and then playing again in the Pokal, I don't see any other better time for them to basically prepare for the Pokal match than right now. Basically having a tune-up kind of in the same way that we have Bayfell Bay playing this weekend against Leipzig, and then they play again this Thursday in the Pokal Final. So it's kind of it's unique to have that, that double dip where you play the same team back to back. But if there was anybody that could use that, it's us. Wolfsburg, clearly the better team, far more talent. Uh, they have a lot more experience. They're a lot older. Uh, but that's where you use the first one. We did the same thing uh, against Bayern. I don't recall if it was straight back to back, but we played them. No, it wasn't about uh, them. match day thirty two where we lost. Uh, four to one on a, t- a team that really was full scale rotating yeah, because yeah. they were still involved in, uh, I think it was the Champions League at the time. So, yeah. also, quick Ugh. news break. I, I think, I think this is unofficially official, but I think they're playing Sunday at May 23rd. Yep, that's yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's the makeup. 
Is that the secret source you have too? I think we have the same secret source. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, Shh. we'll keep it between us. We'll just, you know, just bleep that out in the in the middle of that. But we'll let them know. Now we're gonna leave that in. Might as well, might as well throw it out there. <laughs> hey, hey. Sometimes a source is the easiest thing that comes to mind. So, anywho's, uh, yeah. So, on track for one. Here's hoping that they will. Uh, keep pushing towards the very end. Uh, and wouldn't it be awesome if they happened to upset the Alba cart and defeat Wolfsburg? You know, uh, it will be nice to deny one of the top two women's clubs a trophy when it comes to the end of this season. And hey, if uh, the Eintracht can uh, lose to the team who's uh, the big hitter in the league, you know, like we did in t- April 2018, why not do the same thing and then... Just like in the episode of This is Football from Amazon, why not, uh, like episode three, chance, take your chance against the big German team that you're up against when you are the, quote, smaller team who hasn't won, you know, a trophy in a couple seasons, and you go up against the big perennial winners, and you just nip them. Ha! Uh, You know, outside of that, uh, I think it's to... We got to look at what's going on in the rest of the Bundesliga. So uh, we didn't get any points. Uh, Union Berlin didn't do us any favors as Wolfsburg went away winners there. Uh, we had a barn burner between uh, Leipzig and Dortmund. And even then, I thought Dortmund, it did not look even for a minute like uh, Leipzig was going to take away the full points uh from Dorban in that one so now we sit in fourth and they uh, they sit in fourth and we're in fifth one point behind and they have a better goal difference oh boys um we they have Mainz and Leverkusen in successive matches after of course Bayfall Bay still has to play in the Pokal final uh against Leipzig mentioned that earlier and then Wolfsburg you know they're still I mean, even more points away from us. You know, uh, Bay is just one point above, but it's three points difference between us and Wolfsburg. We need them to sleep up big, and they have Leipzig and Mainz. I hate Mainz. Yeah. I I'm mean, just going to say that. Let's say it there. I Get in line. Why? <laughs> but why is it that, I mean, we just hashed the game for 30 minutes a minute ago, but why is it that every time... We need to get somewhere. It's always mines in the way. I would not care if it was I, Freiburg, I, somebody, anybody, but it's always mines. I'm I'm way more excited about mines playing Dortmund on Sunday than I am us playing Schalke on Saturday. And even on top of that, I'm I'm more excited for Leipzig to play Wolfsburg on Sunday at the same time because. Mainz is on a hot streak. Mainz is this, probably the third best team in the Bundesliga since the Christmas break. They oh, wow. could really easily beat <laughs> both Dortmund and Wolfsburg. Dude, they literally, they ever since match day, I, I think Der- Derek Ray on ESPN was raving about it. It was like ever since match day 17, where they literally only gathered seven points, they've literally lost, I think, like two or three games, see, which is even crazy to think about. But um, this is the problem with, with what we do. When, when we're looking ahead at these things, when we were in front of Dortmund by seven, we had the luxury of kind of looking around the league and saying what we thought we wanted to happen. But now we're in this position where we actually need clubs that we know are garbage. But we actually have this false belief that they can go out and pull off something like that 
not that they don't have the ability to do it, but the fact that we actually have to believe that they have a chance in it. It just drives me up the wall. Leipzig has nothing to play for after Thursday when they play Dortmund in the DFB Pokal because what they all, they, they already clinched Champions League. I mean, but why do we act like it. after why? that their season's over? Like Wolfsburg, like they should be beating Wolfsburg, but Wolfsburg has a great opportunity to play a younger Leipzig side looking for more experience. But why do we for believe academy. that professional ball players are going to go out with nothing to play for and not perform at the highest level? It, that's just not how sports works, and we know this time and again that it doesn't matter what you have to play for. You're going to go out there and you're going to give it because that's what is demanded of you at that level. That's true. And, um, guys, so with the Pokal being on Thursday, um, if anyone wants to watch it, that can be seen in the United States on ESPN+. Plus at, no, excuse me. Uh, no, this is DFA Pokal, so ESPN3 streaming options available it's going to be televised on espn and espn de portes so almost gonna mess that one up right there uh gotta keep on remembering that uh Dave pocal still has not been uh, brought into the espn plus uh tent just yet but you bring a good point matt that you know with such a focus on the pocal that could you know be it could be dormant's own on doing that they screw that up and i mean they're the easiest one for us to catch leipzig uh they have there's a real sense of professionalism with that club and they'll they'll know hey we've got a coach we know exactly uh what we need to prove to him that what what we can and cannot do look no one is going to roll over like Gladbach did to Bayern at the weekend. No one's going to do that. And you know what? Look, I'm not – look, it is pretty bleak, but at least we're playing against an already relegated Schalke to try and give us an advantage. But the shitty part is – so match day 33 and 34 is always supposed to be all of the matches played at the same time, but because the Pokal's on the Thursday because they want to wrap the season up after match day 34, be like, that's done. Start getting ready for national team duty and all that jazz. That's another subject that I don't really want to get into. Um, so uh, Dorman uh, faces off against uh, Mainz. Uh, so that's the early kickoff on Sunday. At, well, when I say early kickoff, it's the, the traditional late kickoff on Sunday. And then uh, like exactly afterwards near well nearly at exactly afterwards is uh leipzig and wolfsburg and so i'm gonna lie we don't have the luxury of sitting there on a sunday going into a mites game saying hey we know exactly what we need we can just go out and do it well you didn't do that now the pressure is really on that hey if you don't win we're fucked chris said it best i mean we said goodbye to our friend Destiny and welcomed our other good friend Hope into the house, you know? So we're literally sitting here, well, not sitting, kneeling here with our hands, you know, pre- palms pressed together, fingers pointing up to the sky, praying to Mainz, praying to Leipzig to 
pull through God, here. Are we really probably playing to, for those clowns? Ugh. It broke. It, it's driving me to, mad. We'll probably have to even root for Leverkusen on the last day because yes, you know will. Leverkusen's playing oh, for pride God. as well. Because Leverkusen never makes it below like the top six, the top seven. The fact that they're in like tenth right now is pretty. Um, embarrassing. No, no, no. They're, or, they're, sorry, no, they're still in the run. No, they're in six. Sorry, they just six. can't go any further. <laughs> I can't read. It's probably the Budweiser getting to me. But um, I mean, Leverkusen can help us here. I mean, there's, I'm, I'm more of a Mainz, Leipzig, and Leverkusen fan right now than I'm a Frankfurt fan at this point, and that's impossible for me to say. But that's that's sometimes when you, you ever hear the saying, the things you love the most, sometimes you have to let them go. I'm going to let Frankfurt go for these next two games for, and focus on the other three teams and then go from there because Chris said it best. Destiny's gone. Hope is here. We have an opportunity in front of us. And it's I, I hear where you are, Matt, and I'm kind of there with you as far as what the other teams do is more important because we could win out and it wouldn't matter if Dortmund wins. You know? So I hear where you're at there. Mm-hmm. But also, if we don't win out, it doesn't matter what Dortmund does. So Saturday means a hell of a lot more than Sunday does at this point. Because if we don't win on Saturday, Sunday really doesn't matter. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm also in the mindset here thinking, well, you guys got me in the mindset here thinking, oh, it's fucking Schalke. Like, what are we going to do? Sit at our asses and still win one nothing? Yeah, that's like, the problem. Look, we do that. <laughs> we, we always do that. And I'm guilty of it. When we're making our predictions, being like, oh, yeah, we're going to have no problem with with Bremen. Or we're going to have no problem with with the elephant. Let's not. Don't bring that up. Don't bring. If there's any one match that is like been more infuriating, it was that one. Let's not forget. It was that one because if you look at. Oh, my God. Ever since they beat us, they have. Uh, well, I guess they did have a draw at the weekend. They have a great total of five points from ten matches. I they have dropped. They dropped from. So we lost to them on match day twenty three, and they were in twelfth. And now they've been gradually dropping, 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 dropping. And they're in fifteenth, and they're going to get relegated because I do not. Because I don't see Hertha. Uh, losing to Schalke, and that's actually going to happen on uh, was it uh, Thursday? Thursday, yeah, Thursday. Schalke's given like no respect. They're just told, "Hey, you know, we know you're playing on uh, Thursday. Um, no, they're playing on Wednesday. My bad." <laughs> but yeah, they're just they're just playing Hertha Berlin, and it's like, oh, not a big deal. You know, you don't get any preferential treatment. You know, yeah. only the Pokal guys get it. You know. Hey, you don't get the full time off allocation that uh, Dortmund and Leipzig get because, you know, you're already relegated. It's a real kick in the nuts to be a Royal Blues fan. But, hey, at least uh, based on results on the second division, at least we'll have a Revier Derby for next season. I'm very excited. Well, it's not official yet, but I'm kind of excited for the teams that will be at least coming up uh, division because at this point in time, I can at least say uh, with excitement because they've at least sealed the playoff spot officially as of today uh, with the matches of Kiel and Hamburg going on. Bochum is coming back. I can, it's not math- mathematically set yet, but 
you're asking a lot to happen for Bochum not to get promoted, and that's going to be a lovely thing to have back in the Bundesliga. And you know who else is on the verge? Brandemir Hergota and Bertha. Oh, God. Well, the fucking serve this guy. I still don't think that they're going to. I still think that they're going to falter and just miss out and get to fourth. There's, yeah, there's still time. But yeah, uh, there's Brandemir Hergota. There's uh, two Americans on the on the books as well, and Julian Green and Timothy Tillman. Um, I think they have a Canadian in their freaking academy as well, or maybe it was another American. I kind of forget. The club of Henry Kissinger is kind of hanging in there just barely, but that's only because, you know, it's only like because it. Hamburg suddenly decided to win against Nuremberg, like, what, 5-1? Today, I think is what the scoreline was. Something ridiculous. Not like Paderborn 8. Uh, uh, Three was against a Heidenheim, yeah. Heidenheim. I was just going to say, go. probably not that a good time to rave there. about the keeper that we just <clears throat> signed from there, but... Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. even think he honestly I don't think he played. And honestly, I don't know. I could just be making that up. But I was thinking of um a good team I would like to see back in the Bundesliga is Koita Fuert. I feel like I, I really? always love their jerseys. They they've always just been a team. They like an obviously an elevator team. The Shamrock but, really is lovely. I mean, it's not a Shamrock, it's a clover leaf. I know. It's only three sided. I I mean, honestly, I would love just to be able to say it, if I had to pick a second division team to will just will them to be there i swear to god if someone if i hear another person say st Pauli, i will punch <laughs> them in the throat well, and and ask them if they can yell Arr! i will say <laughs> but i will say i would love it as somebody who yeah lived, i'd love erzgeberg ow as someone who lived Aua. in nuremberg i i just pray that they end up there in before Nuremberg, you know, if Earth doesn't make it this year, hopefully it's next year. Because oh, the mm-hmm. the, I mean, we're way off topic. But Nuremberg's yeah, a city that needs city a of, like a team. You go to the city of Nuremberg and you see more FC Bayern flags than than Nuremberg flags around town. And then you got this little tiny stadium with ten thousand people on the west side of town in Perth, and all of a sudden they're going to be in the first division before FC Nuremberg will be the greatest thing in my mind. Oh yeah, big time. It's it's about the size of that arena that uh Clarkson plays in uh Potsdam, New York. It is minuscule. It is tiny. It is a it is a speck of dust. And yet those guys are on the on the, the verge of also uh placing themselves in the Bundesliga. And uh who knows? Maybe Holstein Kiel will get uh, that position because they have still one match in hand. Uh, they kind of threw away that Pokal match. But uh, anyways, it'd be hilarious to see the Storks <laughs> get into this adult flight. Yeah, but, you know, even if they don't, it's a real, like, uh, they got Delta shit burger sandwich and that kind of shit burger sandwich that everyone who's had to deal with COVID outbreaks, you know, Eintracht Frauen had matches to play. Uh, Hothos had matches to play. Kiel was top of the second division when suddenly they couldn't play for over a month. And I think they had like five matches to make up. And they've only been gradual, like that just because of how well they were doing, they stayed up there, but you know, they've only been barely clinging on to promotional hopes and, 
I hope that, you know, whoops. Uh, I hope that, uh, uh, that maybe there's a chance for those guys. Um, so here's a rumor that's coming around. Uh, I mean, everyone keeps on thinking that it's going to be Glasnar who will leave, uh, Wolfsburg for the Eintracht. And that would be kind of hilarious considering how many coaching coaches within the Bundesliga have moved to other Bundesliga clubs, considering what happened to us. Um, but Raul, uh, the former Spanish international. Wait, who? Say that again. What's his name? Raul. What's his name? The former Real Madrid uh, captain and uh, current uh, reserve team coach. Uh, this is his second season being there as a reserve team coach. Uh, played at Schalke for two seasons, so uh, does know the Bundesliga. Pretty, you know, well-respected guy. Uh, we've had some talk on the Discord and in private chatter, and I am very much on Raul Island in terms of saying, you know what? Why not? Welcome in with open arms. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be shouted down here too. What's his name again? Raul? Raul. Oh, like gosh. The, 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 the best player in ever. Well, not ever, but one of the <laughs> most legendary players ever. Fuck yeah, Raul. Yeah. Raul, as a Frankfurt coach, would be the greatest stepping stone for him. It'd be great for the players, and I think it would motivate a lot more international players to come to Frankfurt as a team. I think Raul would be so much better than Glasner because I think Raul, I mean, he hasn't proven himself in the senior side of things, but he's proven himself with the quote-unquote apparently golden age in Real Madrid that's coming up here and um, that he's currently coaching. And mm-hmm. um, apparently it's been going f- f- thoroughly thoroughly i mean he's rejected a couple other professional um offers i'm pretty sure he rejected chalka which you know any sober person would <laughs> but i mean rat as an eintracht frankfurt coach would be tremendous for the club tremendous for us as fans tremendous for the players and it's it's a win-win-win situation you know chris i know where you're going with this well, let me backtrack 30 seconds uh you said you're on that island. We know how the islands you govern work. I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to, to Matt's point, sorry, I, you, you, you teed the ball up. I had to hit it. Um, to Matt's point, you're right. It would be a stepping stone for Rubble to come to Frankfurt. And that's why I don't want it. I don't, I'm not so naive to believe someone's going to come here and stay there for here for their career. Um, but I don't believe you bring in a coach who's at a stepping stone spot to go somewhere else and then say, Hey, bring all this, Mm -hmm. bring all this hot young talent that you know of, because the coach might use us as a stepping stone to go somewhere else, but that doesn't mean the players are going to be stepping stones either. Player contracts are a lot harder to move than one individual manager who leaves and then you you know you have this position where glasner might be leaving a champions league position to not be in a champions league position i don't know what's going on but i don't give a damn about the name i want someone to come here because they believe they can make frankfurt better not that they can improve their situation on the way to their next destination where you're talking. You're thinking very much about Nico Kovac and Hutter before him. That too. Uh, but, after him. But one more thing on that. Uh, to put it in terms of Frankfurt as as a destination, um, Frankfurt is a destination. 
once you wake that sleeping giant, it can be the destination. So whoever whoever cracks that egg and 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 wakes that sleeping giant, which I think Huta was on the verge of doing, if they stick around for a couple years after they crack that egg, they just might have an omelet. So if you crack that egg and then you go somewhere else, you never actually get to enjoy that. And I I want that money. So not that not that he wouldn't be a good fit, not that he wouldn't bring the talent, but I'm tired of being a stepping stone. I want to be the destination. All right, let's talking of being tired. I think it's time we get to the our favorite topic of talking about the next match. Uh, Eintracht versus Schalke on Saturday. Uh, match day thirty three, folks. Here is where it all comes down to Final this stretch. one moment. And look, I just I just keep on looking over at Hoffenheim because I know that they've been playing like crap for most of the season. But dear God, if they can come back from two nil down, I swear to God, uh, if we can't win, I don't it was like I don't even want to play in Europe. I'm like, you know what? No, season's over. Move on. A few guys who obviously are like, oh, well, we didn't get there. It's like, you know what? I want a fighter. I don't want some freaking mamby-pamby who doesn't think that they can go for it. Look, they had Mock Uth scoring a goal. They got some work from some of their, like, failed projects like Mustafi. But look, the Schalke team does have players there. They just... They couldn't score in a whorehouse. Uh, their their <laughs> confidence is shot to hell. I am 100% on board with Eintracht winning at minimum by two goals. So, three to one. I know what some people are going to be thinking. Dude, you are absolutely banana lands crazy, but I swear to God, these guys could not score at a red, at a red door uh right outside of the Frankfurt uh train station. Uh what uh off of uh Townstrasse. I'm looking at the lines. And you right know now. exactly uh, for anyone who has been to Frankfurt and knows what street I'm talking about, they already know what I'm referencing. The red I mean, doors the, line, the lines right now are pretty crazy. Frankfurt's favorites went at minus three seventy five. Shock is a plus eight twenty five money line. Uh Underdog, so but looks like the Dear over God, under that is actually horrible for Schalke. The over under of the goals is at three and a half right now, so they're saying this is going to be a high scoring game, which means pretty much Frankfurt's going to score four nothing. Here's what they're anticipating, <laughs> but yeah. they also, but I think that's also kind of a shot at our defense because when's the last time we had a clean sheet? Do you guys remember that? I don't, I don't remember last time we had a clean sheet, but um. Yeah, I think it looks like it's going to be a high-scoring game. If I mean, I want to say for nothing Frankfurt, but realistically, I like think it's going to be two, two nothing. No, oh, wow. two nothing. Clean I think we're going to get a Chris, clean sheet. He's because, he's because calling I, the clean sheet. Oh gosh! So we're due. We're due. That's a great segue mm. because before we started oh, this recording God. tonight, <clears throat> excuse me. Before we started this recording, <laughs> I went back on my Twitter feed and my Discord private messages, and I have found nine people asking me in not so polite ways to stop predicting clean sheets. So 
I'm here today to declare we're going to have another clean sheet this week. I promise you. Sweet. <laughs> I promise you. I, there we go. I, I promise you I'm Mark Messier calling the Game 7 win for the Rangers. I'm, you know, pick your favorite prediction. What game was that that he called it afterwards? You know, was that game when did six he call game it? Seven against G- the Devils. Game, that was game five. No shit. He said, Better. we're going to sweep this. Yeah, you're I, right. Su- hand on a stack of Bibles, I honestly thought that Mark Messier said that after game five. So, that was decades. Anyway. you know what? I will actually... Uh, look, I never cheered for Mark... Me- well, I, I got respect for him. But, I mean, that guy was absolutely banana lands crazy. Uh, oh, it he guaranteed, he confronted the New York media and guaranteed a Game 6 victory. That's game it. 6, That's calling the shot. Kind of like Joe Namath and Babe Ruth before him. That's right. So and, uh, I'm going to go you know, there. I'm, the great I'm, Gary Thorne, I'm gonna... my favorite broadcaster of all time, to be honest, <laughs> uh, you know, saw him pull that out of his ass and then what did he do he led the rangers then to uh the victory over the devils and then they went on to face the high-flying vancouver canucks and they won in the game seven of madison square garden in 1994 getting away from the new york rangers podcast i'll bring it back to frank for you (laughs) um this will be a three to zero victory on the foot of I Two. swear to God, if we lose this, I am finding Tom Wilson. I'm sending him, I am paying for him to go to freaking Detroit. <laughs> I will never be welcome back on the podcast, I do believe. But I am calling it now <laughs> three to zero on two Luka Jovic goals. Luka Jovic. Oh, gosh. Wow. You you may as well play the Mega Millions as well this week. You're going to win I'm more in. money than doing dude, that. I spent, I spent the first 57 yeah. minutes and 26 seconds bitching about this team. And I have invested too much time, too much effort, too much, too, too many tears over the years to let this Champions League dream go away. Adi Hooter has given up on us. I don't believe the players have. And I want Luka Jovic to go out there and say, hey, I came back to make an impact. I'm going to dominate this game like you guys have seen me do in the past. And I truly, honestly believe he'll do it. If we do win like that, I'm sending you money to go directly to one of three places. The MGM Grand Detroit, Motor City Casino, or Greek Town. And put money for me, because that means that you got you got the hot hand, and you got to ride that hot hand. And uh, I've listened to enough podcasts of former players, and God, there's a reason why those people think, oh, they got more money than since. Yeah, because then they'll be dumb enough and crazy enough to, you know, place a flyer that then just pays out crazy dividends. You know, you know what it comes down to. Unlike Addy Hooter, I have stone. I'm not blaming it on anybody else. <laughs> this one's yeah, on me. That is true. That is true. I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> Look, if there ever there was a time to kick the crap out of the kid who can't play, this is one of those times. And uh, for any kid who ever was in that position, sorry, but hey, Eintracht needs to make Champions League. And you know what? If we... At, I'll say this much. Look, if we win our next two matches, 
and we don't make it. At least we, the players, didn't give up on this. That's it. That's all of us. That's it for us here at Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Ways that you can get in contact with the podcast. That is can we, at Facebook.com. Can, can we quickly just do a quick <laughs> prayer before the game oh. this weekend? Can we just Matt, virtually hold our hands Matt, here and lead close us. our eyes? Matt, lead us in I'll prayer. Lead us here to a prayer. <laughs> Dear Eintracht gods, thank you <laughs> for letting me lean on you. Fill my heart with your healing, love, and power of your strength that may live the life you plan for me. But feeling ill, being supported by one of the most inspiring feelings, being an Atla, this prayer can be a great one to share. When someone <laughs> loves you is sick, I truly, truly care for you, Eintracht. Thank you, and give us strength. Amen. Works for me. Chris, Let's go, where boys. can we find you in social media? I can't top that one. I mean, I'm I'm headed to church right now. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> I'm on uh, Old Mary's downtown. Twitter. Old Mary's downtown. Twitter. What churches on Sundays or Saturday. What do you mean? Saturday night, 30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter and Discord at C in the D 313. Um, I may cancel all accounts if I cannot follow through on this prediction. There we go. There we go. Matt, where can we find you? At wagm8 underscore and and that's on Twitter and then on Instagram Wagner eight underscore. And you can follow me on Twitter. That is at KCSGE. Follow the podcast that is at HEF Pod. And of course, you can always follow us on Facebook.com. So subscribe there, and you get all the latest updates in the English language about everything that there is to know about. Eintracht Frankfurt. So, guys, thanks for joining us, and thank you, listeners, for joining us for the, another episode of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. We'll be back again, uh, probably still saying "f you, Addy," uh, regardless of whether we win or lose. And uh, uh, we'll see you guys then. Take care, everyone. Uh, mask up, get vaccinated, do whatever you can to keep everyone safe, so we can all get back in the stadium soon. Cheers. Frankfurt, la 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 la. Hey, I'm from Frankfurt, la 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 la.